you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. And I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love to look what you're Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference or something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. December 14th, this is the Fantasy Football Playoffs, and this is the In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Wilcock, back with you again, back with my pals who are back in the country after a week away in Cancun, a weekend at the Denver Broncos games. Nate, Jen, how are you guys doing? How have the last few weeks of fantasy football been treating you? Good. I'm great. Fantasy football's great. Everything's great. Jen, how did you? How are you doing with your teams? <laughs> well, I am twelve of thirteen. There we go. In every league, and then the ones that we co-manage, I'm in two of three, so fourteen of sixteen total. I'm in the playoffs. Not bad. And to be fair, one of those co-managed teams is one of the worst orphans I've ever seen. So the fact that we won any matchups was a miracle in that league yeah mm-hmm. yeah how, how are you guys doing i think i think overall i'm doing okay i'm in 10 of 11 so far jen nice. i know you and I, you and i are still hanging around the scott fishbowl here in the second round of the playoffs too so that's been a lot of fun as well um made it out of our office league into the playoffs the first time nate you were the defending champion you go down in the regular season how the rest I of shaking up man well, out of 21, I made it into the playoffs in 11. Didn't make it into Scott Fishbowl. Uh, I mean, given how many leagues I'm in, I'm pretty pleased that I made it into that many. Yeah. I, so I, mean, I can't guys, complain. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, a test of a test of grit this year. Um, did you get any relaxing time away from the game when you were down in Cancun at least? Uh, yeah, we, we watch like no football. So I honestly only know a little bit about what's going on in this present moment. <laughs> Our Wi-Fi was so bad. I couldn't even check scores on the CBS sports app. Wow. So I, I would be a mess. I would be a mess. I've been glued to my phone the last couple of weeks, been absolutely glued to the TV, been a couple late nights up kind of rewatching these games, trying to get the most out of them overall. Um, Guys, tonight we do have a loaded show for everyone. We're going to get people ready for the playoffs. Um, it's been 14 weeks of, of hard work to get here, and we're going to make sure that they pay off here over the next three weeks, win the championships. Trophies are handed out here in just a couple weeks. Guys, you know where to find us by now. I'm at between Seth underscore FF on Twitter. Nate's at Janate Jack FF, and Jen is at Jen Polvote on Twitter as well. The show, everything you guys want to follow here in between media, our columns, YouTube series, everything we have going on. Follow us on Twitter at IVT underscore media to get all the latest from in between media this week, guys, Friday night, Santa's coming, baby. Uh, We have the uh, second ever in between the holidays, holiday live stream party. Super excited to be joined by everyone at in between media, as well as 18 other of our favorite fantasy football analysts, in the industry guys we have games we have fantasy football holiday discussions interactive audience experiences and some shenanigans along the way i'm sure always shenanigans especially always shenanigans. that especially that last group that's going to be all shenanigans Absolutely. but i'm here for it the, the fun it's kicking off at 7 p.m on friday night so hang out with us we'll be here from 7 p.m until midnight 
Um, got, got a lot of hard work going into the production of that. So thankful for our team here at In Between Media for helping us get ready for that. Tonight on the show, we got front and center for you. I'm going to break down the latest injuries, general playoff advice. Um, then we're going to go into some would you rather, a little bit of holiday stuff for you. Also a little bit of rest of season, who are you taking and why. We got some sure things, sleepers of the week, players you can find out there on your waiver wire right now if you need to play. And we'll round it out with some weekly advice. Um, guys, I want to kick things off here with Front and Center. Front and Center is presented by our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight. We've been working with Monkey Knife Fight for a couple months now, guys, and it's been an absolute blast. If you're into fantasy football, fantasy golf, fantasy UFC, really all the content we have here at In Between Media, I, I highly, highly suggest that you check out Monkey Knife Fight, guys. Um, they got a lot, a lot of fun, more or less games. If you want to check them out, um, make sure you use the promo code IBT. You're going to get 100% match up to $100 and a free $5 game because that's how much we love you here in between media. That's how much our friends love you over there at Monkey Knife Fight as well. Guys, let's head into it front and center style. Sometimes taking that first step out the door is the hardest thing to do. Give it a chance, you'll be begging for more. Save the spot just for you. We're all somewhere in between. How about you come to the place to have some fun? Ain't gotta worry about what it means. Come and give me another because the night is young. At least I so thought. All right, guys, front and center. You know how we do it here in between media. Um, we just want to break down the latest headline, guys, because a lot has happened lately. Um, but I do want to start with some general fantasy football playoff advice, guys. Over the last couple of years, what have you noticed that successful teams have done and what advice can you give to our audience tonight? Nate, I want to start with you, man. Um, I know you were victorious in a couple leagues last year. Gritted some out with you know teams that weren't no offense, all that talented, but but you really got the job done. So how do we do it here again here in 2021? Well, I think my my biggest piece of advice is don't get cute. Like don't don't start a waiver wire ad over a stud like Devontae Adams unless like there's an absolute matchup where you just can't start Devontae Adams and you have to start say like Amon Ross St. Brown over him. Otherwise, don't get cute and don't be afraid to pivot. Because sometimes you just have to, if a player's not producing for you and they haven't produced for you, even though you drafted them high, yeah. sometimes you have to pivot away from that and don't be afraid to do that. This is all about winning. Whatever you have to do to win, you should do. It's definitely a fine line there, Nate, between you know getting cute, but we've also seen a lot of good players over the last couple of weeks kind of really take a dump on our fantasy teams. Um, chances are if you have some of those guys that have underperformed a Terry McLaurin, a DK Metcalf, you might not be in the playoffs, but if you are, you got to be willing to pivot. But like Nate said, if you've had these studs, if they're producing, ride them out. I like that, Nate. Jen, any overall advice here for our audience tonight? I mean, kind of the same, you know, I mean, with everything being so thin, it's, uh, it's hard to add those waiver wire guys right now. There are guys out there you can, um, but again, go off of matchups. Like Nate said, even though you may have drafted somebody high, don't worry about that. Worry about what's happening in the weeks to come, defense and all of that. I, I think the other important thing here that, that that leads me to, Jen, as well, is to play a little defense yourself. If you see that your quarterback or your, your opponent is streaming quarterbacks or tight ends that week, a defense, go out and grab it just to block. You know, you got to do some blocking here in the playoffs. Um, a couple weeks ago in Scott Fishbowl, I picked up four different quarterbacks, not because I needed them, um, but just so my opponent could, didn't have a quarterback that week to play. So that's the kind of stuff you have to be doing. Well, some of the advice that I recommend here is I'm pivoting to try and force more wide receivers into my lineup. I'm still not getting cute. I'm not benching any stud RBs, but I mean, right now the production is with those wide receivers. We saw it last week. Wide receiver 30 was Jarvis Landry. He had over 15 PPR points. Um, and then RB14, only RB14 had less than that. 14.9 was Devin Singletary at RB14. 
So I really think if you're shooting for upside here in the playoffs, which I highly recommend you do, it's, I mean, I'm afraid of a low floor. We know that. We know what it can do to you. But at the end of the day, I'm shooting for upside. So I think I'm forcing more of these wide receiver threes into my lineup. The, uh, you know, the Jarvis Landry's of the world, the Brandon Cooks, um, even like the Van Jeffersons, I think. Nate, do you have any problem with that? No, not at all. I think it's smart. Yeah, me too. All right. Glad to hear it. Guys, if you do have any questions, head over to our YouTube page. You can check us out over there in between underscore media on YouTube. Guys, let's talk a little bit about injuries because unfortunately it's always a part of the game and week 15 was was really the same. Um, Lamar Jackson here, he goes out. He has an ankle injury right in the first quarter of the game, leaves with 1.8 PPR points on the day, really put a lot of fantasy teams in holes here in a pivotal week. Tyler Huntley, though, he he steps back in um, for Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews has a huge game, over 30 PPR points. Hollywood Brown, he managed to scrape out with nine PPR points as well. Guys, what was your impression of the Ravens and how, how they fought without Lamar? Dude, it was amazing. Going back through and rewatching some of the the film from that game, it was it was pretty decent. I was I was pleased to see it. Why well, minus Hollywood? I mean, well, he can always do better. Yeah. I think the thing with Hollywood is going to be if Huntley's in long term, uh, Tyler Huntley's not going to be airing the ball out. And that's what Hollywood Brown kind of survives on. Yeah. So guys like Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews are going to be far more relevant with Huntley in, depending on, I mean, Lamar could be back next week. We don't yeah, know. We do a yeah. report from John Harbaugh that he is expecting Lamar to be out there here in week 15, but he yep. said you never know. So right. keep that in mind. But I think that's my big takeaway too. Um, Hollywood becomes a shaky wide receiver three if Lamar's not out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another injury here, guys, Kareem Hunt. Really kind of been a brutal, brutal fantasy season for, for Kareem Hunt managers. He's unlikely to play now in week 15 as he goes out with the ankle injury. Do you guys have any interest in Dearness Johnson for the, you know, he might be the RB2 for the Browns here. Um, keep in mind, he's had one decent game this season with Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in the lineup. That was 9.9 PPR points in week eight. He had a rushing touchdown that week as well um, from just about outside the 20-yard line. So are, are you guys interested at all at Dearness Johnson, and are you comfortable dropping Kareem Hunt? I mean, I don't think I'm comfortable dropping Kareem Hunt yet. He's been very disappointing, like you said. Um, but I also I like Dearness Johnson. Honestly, I do. I think that he has good upside. Um, if he's given more opportunities, I mean, he's had some pretty big, decent games, you know, but that Kareem Hunt injury is just brutal for anybody who's got him, who's got him on their team. Yeah. And I think there's opportunity. I mean, they've got their next three games are Vegas, Green Bay, and fantasy championship week is Pittsburgh. Um I think he could be good against Vegas and Green Bay. I mean, I think he could have big days, even with Chubb in. Pittsburgh has looked awful against the run the last couple of weeks as well, so I, I think they could exploit yeah. him there. I, I will say, though, like I, I think I'm kind of rinsing my hands of this Cleveland offense for the rest of the season as much as I can outside of Nick Chubb maybe of a, a, or a Jarvis Landry play. I'm finding me a tight end, Austin Hooper, but – I just don't think you can trust Kareem Hunt the rest of the season. Even if he misses these next two games, I'm not going to feel comfortable sticking it in my lineups week week 16 or 17 in the championship in my final. No. So I think I think I personally am washing my hands of the two. Um, I, I think you need to have Dearness Johnson on your roster though, because what happens here if if at the end of the day um, Nick Chubb somehow gets COVID once again and he, he's out because we know it's going around the Browns facility. So Keep that in mind. I think you yep. need to have Johnson, but I'm not playing him. Yep. Um, other one here, guys. Terry McLaurin uh, leaves with a concussion. Jen, one of your favorite players, players to start <laughs> off the season. Even before this, it has been atrocious for Terry McLaurin this season. Um, wide, re- wide receiver 46 since week eight. So he has been unplayable here as of the last month and a half, Jen. Do you have any confidence if he comes back this week and plays? Yeah, if he comes back and plays, but that's the thing is it's like he hasn't played. Like it's been weeks of disappointment. I mean, he's had, you know, a couple of good games, but not as of late. Like 
I need him to play. And they're, I don't even know who they're playing next week. Philly, maybe? Philly, are you, yeah. Are you yeah. playing him against Philly if if he's in? No, probably not, no. Oh, really? I'm not. I don't oh, think I would. No. I'm, I'm out. Especially with Kate. The, the, there is also an injury to Taylor Heineke. Keep that in mind, too. Like, we know who Kyle Allen is, the backup. He's a professional quarterback. He's been in Ron Rivera's system for a long time. Right. I, I just think, honestly, outside of Antonio Gibson, this is another offense rest of the season I, I'm hands off on. Yeah. Fair I went enough. In, I went in so hot on all of Washington, and to see this whole team just – crumble has been so upsetting you have a little more confidence in mclaurin if he comes back i mean he's the wide receiver one when he's healthy so whether it's kyle allen or taylor heineke he's going to get looks and i get tyler heineke or kyle allen isn't a starting quarterback in the nfl for a reason but he's almost like kind of that not as good as Case Keenum, but can do that like one or two weeks where he's asked to do something. He can actually play decently. He did it in Denver. It's like, oh, Kyle Allen's our new starting. Oh, week three of him starting is bad. Yeah. But if he has to fill in for a week or two, I mean, I don't hate the McLaurin play. Obviously, if you have a better option, play him. But if you don't and you're like between him and like seeing what's on the waiver wire or somebody's dropped, I'd play McLaurin for sure. All right, last one here for you guys. DeAndre Swift, he missed this game. TJ Hawkinson also missed this game. But Swift, there were rumors before week 14 kicks off that Swift might be heading to IR. Are you guys having any confidence in Swift if he comes back? Because we don't really know what's going on here. Dan Campbell came out this week, said he might be back this week. We don't know. With injuries, Dan Campbell is an abomination of a coach and a professional when it comes to to this type of stuff with the media. So I'm not that much of a swift manager this season. I was last season. Like the lines just bone you. That's what they do. Like you don't know what information <laughs> is coming out there. Like you guys have any confidence. Cause I, I'm on the, the side that swift might not come back this season. Craig Reynolds, he stepped up here in his absence, 11 for 83. Um, and then two for 16 in the air. So he had double digit PPR points. Jamal Williams, Nate, you highlight in your column, Jamal might be back this week. Mm. Any confidence in this line's backfield at all the rest of the way, or is this another hands-off sitch? I mean, I'm for me, off. yeah, it's, I'm with Jen. I'm hands-off. Yeah, I, I don't trust that DeAndre Swift is going to be back. I love Swift too, Bo, I promise. But I just don't think he's going to be back this season. And there's no reason to bring him back. And I hope that Dan Campbell's smart enough to see that, like, let the kid get healthy and we'll try again next season. We've won well, one game. They're 110, one eleven and one. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. What's even the point? Let him get healthy and let's yeah. focus on him next next season. Like, it, no sense tough. of putting him in for it, nothing. It is, it is tough for Dan Campbell, though, keep in mind, because he might be fighting for his job. We don't really know what, what the leash is like there in Detroit, but – you know, as we just said, one and 11 and one doesn't look great. So it's up in the air right now. Do you guys have interest in any of these other players off the waiver wire uh, that we've talked about? Craig Reynolds. Um, we know um, Iguibuke. 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 There you go. There you go, Nate. Yeah. Iguibuke. Yeah. I, I kind of like, like Obi-Wan or something. I think we should call him Obi-Wan. I like that better. <laughs> it, just, it sounds like a Star Wars name. I just. But any interest in Craig Reynolds, the Ernest Johnson, um, any kind of these Tyler Huntley, any of these waiver wire fodder that, that we're dealing with here? I mean, unless you are looking to replace Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I uh, know not with Taylor Huntley. Um, Craig Reynolds isn't worth an ad. There are other guys out there I'd rather grab. I just don't think he's going to consistently produce. This is the first time he's had he's had one other game. We had one point seven points in fantasy over. This is now his third season in the NFL. So, yeah, yeah, and, I mean, and a good po- good point from our guy a- AF Kalillo here on on YouTube. Um, I- I- whatever his name, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, he fumbled once and then he almost fumbled again later um, mm-hmm. in the game as well. So yeah, g- good point here. This is another backfield I'm washing my hands up of until DeAndre Swift is back in the lineup. Want to move on here, guys. We did see some great performances in week 14, starting with Hunter Renfro. 
Um, actually, we highlighted Hunter Renfro in a segment early in the season. Um, he was one of our in-the-scope candidates, a waiver wire pick a week early. I think it was week one we, we talked about him, Nate, maybe mm-hmm. right after the draft. I can't remember. But either way, he has been exceptional. He goes um, 13 of his 14 targets, goes for 117 and 1 in Kansas City's just dismantling of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, we can talk about the logo dancing if you guys want, because that was just an abomination. Um, but, but Hunter Renfro, guys, PPR wide receiver three since week nine. He has carried the, t- the teams that I have him in. Um, been absolutely outstanding. Nine targets a game over that stretch. Um, where do you guys want to go with this one? Logo dancing, Hunter Renfro's a beast. Wh- which one do you want to talk about? I mean, I think he's been balling out the last few weeks, especially with Darren Waller out um, and Carr not looking super awesome. He's been leaning heavily on Renfro. If Waller comes back, that could impact him a bit. Yeah. But where's Waller been? As like, right. like the lion's share of all of my teams, I had Waller. And yep. it's just like, well, want, want, wish I'd picked up more Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. I... I don't care if Waller comes back healthy huh. for Hunter Renfro. I mean, I do because I need him to come back healthy, but I'm saying the impact on Hunter Renfro, I don't care mm. because I, I, Renfro is the wide receiver one. It's not Brian Edwards. Oh yeah. Henry Ruggs yeah. obviously is gone. Um, uh, I just think he's going to get, we're three weeks straight of 21, 19 and 27 points. Whew. Nine, 10 and 14 targets. Yeah. He's only had one touchdown in that three-game span, and that was last week against Kansas City. He hasn't needed a – he's not touchdown dependent because he's catching the ball so much. Yeah. I mean, that's a great play, and it's not going to stop. I mean, it, it's it been fairly consistent through most of the season. He's putting up numbers. He's had a couple down weeks, 17 points, 16 points, 12 points, 11, then 15, 18, 13. He's producing. At the end of the day, the the way I look at it is I see Hunter Renfro as a wide receiver one the rest of the way. If Mm -hmm. no Darren Waller, if Darren Waller gets back, I see him as a wide receiver two. I think his floor is probably a low-end wide receiver two, and that's if Darren Waller comes back, or a high-end wide receiver two. Gotcha. All right, DK Metcalf, guys, he's someone who has been struggling a lot. I've been getting some DMs over the weekend going into early this week. Is DK Metcalf startable here? Is he start worthy in the playoffs even? And, you know, for someone we were drafting within the top 24 picks of a lot of drafts here in 2021, it's very disappointing to see. Um, but he's been bad. You know, he, he fails to reach double-digit points once again here in Week 14. That's the fourth time in five games he's done that. Um, he's wide receiver 56 over the last five games. I mean, just atrocious play by DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's been a wide receiver one during that span. So it's not all on Russ. Um, Rams, Chicago up next. We might see some Jalen Ramsey from him if he's off COVID-19 list. And then, you know, the Chicago defense has been solid. Um, Devontae Adams kind of went loose for on him this weekend, but are you excited at all to play DK Metcalf in our battle? I mean, not for me. I, I mean, if you've gone to the playoffs with him, it's likely that you have another top 12 wide receiver who isn't DK. And I mean, out of an abundance of caution, I'm saying no until week 17 against Detroit. I, I just, Seattle's been unpredictable at best. I would say right. outside of Lockett. They look like a team that doesn't care, like from top to bottom, almost like they're going through the motions. They're lazy. Um, uh, Russ just doesn't look like he that's a, Russ doesn't look like he cares. He wants so, to go elsewhere. Yeah. He doesn't want to be in Seattle anymore. Yeah. And that makes it hard to really want to play much of anyone in this offense outside of Tyler Lockett. Um, I, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but is Russell Wilson bordering on benchable? If you have a better option, He's, he's been, not the automatic he's, play absolutely. he used to be. Like no, no, he th- that that's been a really big discussion lately. I mean, he's been better as of late. Russ, he he's gotten close to twenty but, points the last couple of weeks. So I mean, he's a fringe QB one at this point at best. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not comfortable starting DK in the playoffs, and I okay, will. I'm I'm not either. I have him in a couple places. I'm just want to go through a couple names. Tell me, would you start them? 
Um, rest of the way over DK. T. Higgins. Yes. Yes. Brandon Ayuk. Yes. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Probably. Yes. Amon Ross St. Brown. No. That one's close yes. for me. That one's really yes. tough because he has yeah, been in that backfield. If, if there's no Swift, I think I do take St. Brown just because mm-hmm. he's been lining up in the backfield and getting those uh, those dump off passes like we've seen Williams and Swift getting. Um, last one for you guys. Really digging here off the three pass game on Thursday night football. What are you doing with Kendrick Bourne? Um, would you take him after getting just 0. 0.3 uh, PPR points? You know, Mac Jones three pass attempts on Thursday night football. I don't think I would, but I'm not saying that I'm down on him because of the three pass performance. I just don't think I'd start Kendrick right. Bourne over DK Metcalf. Agreed. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm with, I'm with you guys there. I'm, I'm still rolling DK over Kendrick Bourne. Um, want to round out our discussion here with just talking about a couple of our favorite defensive plays rest of season. Um, believe it or not, there are still a couple of defenses out there that are available in a handful of leagues that I'm interested in, in getting. I, I think I already have two or three on most of my playoff rosters at this time of year. You might as well have that. Um, Jen, do you have any, any, any defenses that you're targeting or you suggest our audience tar- targets? I mean, at least for the immediate future, I would say the Chiefs. Like, I am one who I change up my defense almost every single week. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm switching it out. I'm looking at um, matchups, and I might get a team that isn't in the 10-point projected area, but they're in the 8. And it's like I'm not willing to hold on to a defense just to hold on to a defense for an entire season. But what we saw from the chiefs when they blew up Las Vegas, I mean, we've got Frank Clark and Jarius Sneed. If he's back, Deandre Baker. Um, I just think that they're set up for success over the next several weeks. So if they're out there, pick them up. If you've got a, you know, smaller league, I'd say, I'd say roll with them. I have a combo here that I'm pretty interested in playing. Um, they're available in at least 50-plus percent of leagues, if not more. Jen, I definitely like your call as well with the Chiefs. Um, they, they've looked great the last six weeks, maybe the best defense in the league. I'm interested here in the Bengals against Denver in, um, in this upcoming week. Um, they've averaged 10, 10 PPR points over the last I think the Bengals, they're a safe play. Their defense has been pretty good, low-key as well. And then the Chargers for week 15 and 16, Houston and Denver, um, divisional games. I, I, I like what I've been seeing from the Chargers defense as of late. Um, and they've only hit negative once, the Chargers defense. And any more, that's really what we're looking for from fantasy defenses. And that was all the way back in week five when they just got trampled by the Browns on the ground. Um, Nate, are you interested in any of these defenses that we, we ran off or any of your own? So yeah, Chiefs obviously. That's a great call from Jen. Um, I like the Bengals defense kind of against Denver, but I think Denver's getting better, and I think that maybe they might sneakily beat Cincinnati, and their defense might they might find some holes. I like Denver's defense week fifteen and sixteen. I also like New Orleans defense week fifteen and sixteen. They've got Miami and then Carolina, and while I know Miami's been better, they're still making mistakes and their rushing game hasn't been fantastic. I think that bodes well. But then week 17 against Carolina, I mean, yes, please. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Newton has not had the return. We all thought he might right off the rip for sure. Uh, (laughs) He looked great that first start. First two plays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm back, baby. Guys, I want to do something we, we, we don't really uh, don't really talk about much here in between media. Um, kickers. Here coming up the next couple weeks, it's honestly been a tricky year of kickers. We've seen a lot of streaky kickers. Um, Nick Folk for the Patriots, he's been pretty outstanding. Tyler Bass has been really good as well. Um, Daniel Carlson's been solid. But outside of those guys, it's kind of been like take your pick at these top 16, 18 kickers. Um do you guys have any favorite kickers that you're riding with um, who could be out there that that people should be playing? No, no one that's out there still. 
more than likely. I mean, um, my two that came to mind was Justin Tucker and Harrison Butker, but again, they're going to be snatched up Tucker. He's always dependable. He's an ass, but he's dependable. And then Harrison Butker, he's only missed three field goal attempts, field goal attempts, and only two extra points this entire season. So like if you have Harrison Butker again with kickers, I change them out every week, Harrison Butker and Justin Tucker are not ones I would mess around with. They're snatched up and people take them in earlier rounds that I'm comfortable taking a kicker and I'm willing to to say bye to those points every season. But what um, round did solid. what round did someone take Tucker? Was it the fourth in our home league? Fifth, fourth or fifth. It was like super wow. early and I was like, what? And then they took Washington's defense in the next round and I was like, I don't I don't know where I am right now. I don't know. They made, they made the playoffs. Just she's she is there. she is last seed yeah she's a but still she made it she did make it she made it um i'm gonna throw i like matt gay i've been getting good production out of him i've been happy with his consistency but here's a kind of i mean not a dart throw but a guy that uh i really like is brandon mcmanus rest of season yeah with McManus denver's schedule involved. i mean the cincinnati i feel like they're gonna be kicking a lot of field goals vegas hopefully they're gonna be scoring a lot of touchdowns so lots of extra points and like some junk time field goals and then they played well against the chargers and i think denver i mean maybe they beat the chargers and maybe part of that's brandon mcmanus they already uh, beat him once they didn't just beat him they dismantled them so. i mean i can only think of one super disappointing miss from mcmanus otherwise he's he's so dependable and we were all so mad when they released matt prater to mm. keep brandon mcmanus we were all right. so ma- and dude i it has turned out to be one of the better things this organization has done matt prater's still good don't don't diss on Matt. Yeah, prater. i'm, I'm, I'm still not gonna diss on that. prater but like i mean it's working out so all right all right Last two I want to highlight for you, and I actually highlighted them in a column last week. Uh, my girlfriend, Katie, she was filling in for Jen, um, writing our Friday Thank Night you, Insights Katie. column. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was a great column. It um, was. We featured a couple kickers at the end. Someone who I guarantee is out there in leagues right now, look for Jake Elliott. The Eagles, we know they have an up-and-down o- offense, but Jake Elliott was, prior to week 14, top five in the league in total points kicked. I, he's only missed one field goal this season. Jake Elliott, if they can get him down in the field goal range, he's going to get the job done. Other guy I'm looking for here is Greg the Leg Zerline. Um, he's kicker 13 right now overall in leagues. However, I, I he's missed two games. That's what a lot of people are forgetting. They're looking at you know overall scoring and points forced from Greg Zerline, and it's not great compared to some of the other other kickers out there. But he missed two games with the injury. Um, the, the Cowboys they've struggled a little bit more offensively. Lee as of late with Tony Pollard banged up Zeke not 100% too um, but they are top five in offensive yards and points so the leg I'm looking for him um, hopefully those RBs being down as well also helps more field goals like it did this last week yeah that was some great kicker talk guys hey kickers I don't hate kickers. I don't know why everybody hates kickers so much. I like kickers more than I think I like defenses. Defenses are are, are tough anymore in the NFL. Yeah. But you know what's not tough, guys, is our Would You Rather segment coming up presented by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog, guys, if you're not familiar, you are really missing out. If you like DFS or maybe you've never played DFS, Underdog is the perfect platform for you. Simple games, cheap buy-ins, and right now, when you sign up with the promo code IBT, you'll get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. That is $100 in free money, guys. We've got the weekly fantasy contests where you go into a draft with 12 other people. It's not like DraftKings where it's everybody has the same players. Plus, we've got the prop picks that you can stack to win up to 20 times your money. And it's across all sorts of sports. We've got MLB, NFL, NHL. We've got golf. It's all of it. Check it out. Sign up with the promo code IBT. You'll get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. Yep. Hundo, Seriously, baby. it's free money, a free 100 bucks. Absolutely. If you guys want to learn more about Underdog Fantasy, you want to get some advice over there, head over on Sundays to our DFS tailgate show on YouTube. Um, live streamed on Facebook and Twitter as well. Bo McBigtime and our guy Connor <coughs> Coughlin 
Um, he does an awesome <laughs> job over there. They're always winning money. So get in on it, guys. It's smart economics. Um, try out underdog fantasy today. Let's get into some would you rather. Risky business or FSA. Are you that hard on the rise? Chilling with a cold one. Even bold one. A home back. Would you rather? You guys know the drill here. Would you rather? We got feel good lifestyle questions. I got fantasy sports questions for Jen and Nate. They're just going to tell me would they rather do A, B, or possibly C? There might be a C in there tonight, guys. Um, I want to start with running backs because, I mean, it has been a surprising year at at the RB position. We look around Leonard Fournette, one of my favorite players, but um, definitely didn't see this coming. He's RB3 on the year right now. James Conner is RB6 on the year. I kind of want to focus in on Connor because he's one of my biggest misses this season. Um, a lot of people have been burned by him in fantasy seasons past. Comes out, he's been absolutely phenomenal this season. Um, he's RB6 on the season right now to Alvin Kamara's um, RB12. I want to ask the question, Nate, Jen, rest of season, would you rather have James Connor or Alvin Kamara? Um, you, you know, as we notice or as we mentioned, James Conner, he has scored more total points. Kamara is still averaging more PPR points per game on the season. However, over the last five weeks, only one running back has averaged more points than James Conner. Um, how are you guys feeling right now? Um, James Conner, Alvin Kamara, rest away. I cannot believe we are saying this. yeah and I mean it's tough but for me it's probably James Conner I only have him in one league versus Kamara I have him in I think three but like you said he's just been lights out these last several weeks when he's healthy Um, and for the rest of their slate they'll probably still be winning Detroit Indy Dallas and Seattle I don't see those to be problems for them yeah I (sighs) Look, it's Alvin Kamara, but James Conner's just simply been better. And he stayed on the field, which Alvin Kamara is not. And he's back, but with an ankle issue, you always worry about Mm re-injury. And he was out for four weeks, but you still worry because that stuff can linger. I mean, ask Jen and I. We've had a lingering ankle injury for like eight weeks, and it just won't go away. It's being old. Well, (laughs) that's our lingering. That's that's fair. I just think – so they've got Detroit, Indian, Dallas coming up. These are and with the loss against the Rams, they need to keep winning games, and it's going to be very important to get James Conner involved. And he is so been so good in the red zone. I think you kind of have to go with Conner here. It's this is really really tough. I mean, you guys know I I was really high on Chase Edmonds coming into the season. I think Chase Edmonds lost his job, guys. I mean, Conner has not only been great oh, on the yeah. ground. But have you guys seen these one-handed catches the last couple weeks? It has looked like no doubt like OBJ type level catches, like best plays of the week for James Conner. That all being said, oh man, this one is so tough. I mean, if you have either one, I think I think I'm riding, you know, happy. But I think James Conner might. I mean, the trends, man. I'm following those trends. We we saw it a couple of years ago from Kenyon Drake in this system. It is a it is a PPR point heaven for RBs. I think I'm riding Connor the rest of the way. You guys, I think we're going to have to fire Bo. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I just. We we have Bo McBrayer here in the chat asking, asking uh, or saying that Chase Edmonds is a better player. And I, I thought that coming this, this season as well, Bo. So I'm with you on the Edmonds train. Um, yeah, I did want to actually bring this up. We do have a, a comment on YouTube. Is Connor okay? He looked hurt at the end of yesterday. We haven't got any word out from Arizona yet if he is 100% healthy. There were rumors going around that this could possibly be cramps. Um, he, of course, stayed on the field because cl- the clock would have expired due to the runoff if he came off. But we don't have 100% confirmation that Connor's okay. But I, we haven't got word he's injured yet either. So I think you should he's, be okay with Connor. He's undergoing an MRI. Okay. Well, th- there we go. So. Yeah. 
stay tuned for more information. Chase Edmonds, he was held out of this one. Um, hopefully we get, hopefully we get James Conner back. St stay, uh, stay tuned to our content this week though. Cause if we have, if we do have news that Connor is out, we'll definitely be, be talking about Edmonds later on in the week. Um, yeah. Guys, I want to shift over to lifestyle real quick. Um, New Year's Eve, it's coming up. Um, it, it's always a pretty decisive time for people. Do you want to go out? Do you want to go out to the bars or do you want to you know, stay in? Um, my would you rather question, um, spend New Year's Eve in Times Square, or Green Bay, Wisconsin. So do you want all the action? Would you rather have all the action in, in Times Square, New York City, baby, live from New York or Green Bay, Wisconsin? Neither. Can I? Nope. Nope. Can you I have to pick one. Okay. Okay. Yes. When I was in my twenties, definitely Times Square. Like, yeah, yep. of course. But I've heard horrible stories from friends who have been for New Year's Eve. Oh, really? And I just can't. I'm at, well, you're not allowed to use the bathroom. You're allowed, not allowed to drink. You, like, there are so many restrictions, and it's this. It's literally a marathon because you're there for like six, seven, eight, nine hours. And you're literally allowed to do nothing. You can't just like sit down or wander around. And if anyone else has a different experience, I'd be open to hearing this because I would choose that over Green Bay. But at this time of my life, I think Green Bay just might, might be might be better over New York. I'd take Green Bay at this point in my life over New York. What would I you mean, do in Green Bay for New Year's? I have no idea, but at least I'd be able to take a piss. <laughs> and sit. <laughs> and sit. <laughs> and have a drink, yeah, not just stand not in Times Square and pretend to be Mary <laughs> while Mariah Carey stumbles through a song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get like I get the draw, but yeah, I do too. No. And in my twenties, I definitely would have for sure. And like Times Square is awesome. We've been in the last like six years, and it's amazing. But I just, do, I can you imagine, Jen, that place on New Year's Eve? Mm -mm. Nope. Do you guys know what I would do in Green Bay, Wisconsin on New Year's Eve? Eat cheese. I would do that. I would also drive around the neighborhoods of Green Bay, the nice neighborhoods, find MVS's house, and egg that son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, what did Poor he guy. ever do to you? Is it his name? Do you is it not too like long the number of a name? 13? The name's too long. That's what it is. Seth can't handle the long Too name. difficult to pronounce? No, I just think he's an awful player. I'm, uh, too much love every year. Every year I have to read freaking waiver wire pieces at our own company talking about MVS. I, it was like two weeks in a row this year with you and Bo both. I know, and it was great. Moving forward, um, would you rather rest of season? Let's, let's talk about the big men. They deserve a little credit as well. Would you rather have George Kittle, Mark Andrews, or Travis Kelsey rest of season? Let's set the stage here. George Kittle, since he's returned from injury, he's had over 20 PPR points per game on average. So he's been the best since week nine on average. Mark Andrews, on the other hand, 16 plus PPR points on average as well. Travis Kelsey, only 13.6 PPR points on average. He had a very disappointing week 14 and a time he needed him most. Next three coming up for Travis Kelsey, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, so so an okay schedule. It's just okay. Mark Andrews, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Rams. Again, I would just say that's probably okay. I think George Kittle has, has probably the nicest schedule. Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. This said, Nate, who are you taking? These three, man. Give me all that Kittle. I love the schedule. I love that he's got 39 and 34 points in his last two games against Seattle and Cincinnati. And then Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. Yeah, man. Give me that. I'll take it. I kittle for sure. Yeah. I'm not pushing any of them out of bed. They can all <laughs> just stay with me. <laughs> Where am I going to sleep? On the floor. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, honey. But I mean, at this point, take any of them. They're all great. Their matchups are a little bit different. Again, I'm very matchup dependent on all of these guys. Kittle obviously has the numbers for you, but Mark Andrews is dependable. Kittle. I end one on the season, Mark Andrews, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Kelsey speaks for himself. Uh, seriously, any of them. 
I'm a little, I'm a little worried about like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not kicking Travis Kelsey out of bed or anything like, you know, you, you, <laughs> like, you know, I think I rather have these other guys next to me before Travis Kelsey, if we're being honest here, guys, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know what, I think if Elijah Mitchell comes back, I think George Kittle's ceiling goes down a little bit because it pushes Debo Samuel more back to the outside rather than the backfield. Mark Andrews looks like he's quarterback proof. That's what I love about Mark Andrews here. The two games with Hunley, he's had very good performances. I had uh, George Kittle and Mark Andrews both in Scott Fishbowl this last week, and they absolutely – I lost Lamar Jackson. First thing, of, you know, in the playoffs, you have to score a ton in this league. Lost Lamar Jackson. I was sweating bullets. And then uh, and then Mark Andrews and George Kittle came in for me. So they'll always have a special place in my heart after that game. All right, guys. That is oh, you're not rather. That is Would You Rather. We're going to go ahead and move into our Sure Thing Sleepers of the Week, presented by our friends over at Stevens Quality Barbering Services. Actually heading up to Noah's tomorrow to grab that haircut. Um, Noah's been hooking us up here at In Between Media. Um, a lot of us for, you know, last five, six, seven years, um, if you want a quality haircut at a quality price, just an overall quality experience, head to stevens-quality.genbook.com, book your appointment, Get on with it at Noah's, man. The holidays are right around the this, right around the corner for you guys. Get hooked up by Noah. Um, it, if you're anywhere, Western, Central PA, I promise you it's worth that commute. You have a fantastic time over there. If you're in the area, stop down. State College as well. See your guys, Seth. Um, we'll, gra- we'll grab some beers or something. Um, guys, Get let's that go Christmas ahead. Christmas haircut. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Let's go ahead and head into our sure thing, Sleepers of the Week. It's the short thing, sleepers of the week. You know, every time we do this segment and you guys come back from like some exotic place, I'm just sitting here in like 35 degree weather, like hoping for a 45 degree weather day. And here you are coming back from the beach. We do have a comment on YouTube. I do want to address... AF Kalilo um, on YouTube. Would a Stevens haircut be worth a trip from Wisconsin? A hundred percent, my guy. A hundred percent. I used to live um, like an hour and a half away from Noah, is I would go every every month. I'd go up there, and even across the state, I would go four hours for a haircut, um, one way. So yes, it is worth the drive from Wisconsin. Um, bring us out some cheese. You're, you'll get one on on the hookup. I'm sure. Um, we appreciate that. Um, guys, we've done a lot of short things, sleepers of the week this year, 14 now to be exact. Week 15 is all the more pivotal. We need confidence. I need confidence in these players. Nate, can you give me confidence in someone heading into week 15, the playoffs? I'm put, I'm trusting you with my lineup here, buddy. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown guys. I wrote about him today. He was my hot selection in my column hot 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 (laughs) so i i was high on him coming into the season wasn't sure how much he was going to do in that offense didn't know if he was going to be featured much here we are week 15 he's primed to be the wide receiver one in that offense rest of season especially if deandre swift is out which sounds like he's going to be he's had 12 targets the last two games but each game 24 total 18 catches. He's got a touchdown, but he's putting up points. 24 points with the touchdown, 15 without against Denver. They've got Arizona, which isn't a phenomenal matchup. But but again, they're still going to, they're going to be trailing. They're going to be throwing the ball, but then you've got Atlanta and Seattle, which are not great pass defenses. And again, with DeAndre Swift out, they've got Jamal Williams. Possibly. He's also, he's been hurt in addition to COVID and then Craig Reynolds, who showed up 83 yards on 11 carries last week against Denver. But this offense isn't going to run through Craig Craig Reynolds. It's a mon and especially and Hawk's been hurt. Yeah. So I mean he becomes the number one receiving yeah, option. There's no one else. Yeah. There's no one else. Well, and it's been funny because I, I've really pushed back a lot of times when we've highlighted these lines wide receivers throughout the season. But here, a Mon Ross St. Brown. Like they were lining him and Khalif Raymond out of the backfield last week because they don't have these RBs that they think they can trust catching out of the backfield. 
If we're going to see more of that, if TJ Hawkinson is out this week, I'm especially confident in Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's probably the only person I think on the waiver wire this week that I have any confidence that I can start in my lineup. Do you activate him off your taxi squad if you've got a taxi squad and he's still there? If I need him, if I need, I mean, I would love to keep him on my taxi squad going yeah. into next year. I love having those second, third year players. I actually just had to activate DJ Dallas after two years on mine um, this last week. But um, how'd that work you, out for you? Who are you? Okay. Well, it was between him and nobody. I had nobody else. Everyone okay. else was on by. Dude, um, I I played DJ Dallas last week. I get you. Yeah, I understand. We all played DJ Dallas last week. <laughs> Everybody. Jen, Everybody. Who, who were your other options other than other off the top of your head? Do you know other than activating him? I mean, not not really. <laughs> no. Okay, no doubt. No, but if you need him, I want to be afraid to do it. It might be worth yeah. it. Yeah, I've got him on two taxis. I'm I'm gonna leave him there. I'm just I don't need him. Need him. So. Dope. Dope. Well, Jen, before you get me fired up with yours, I, I would like to give the people my short thing, if that's all right. You bet. Um, I'm gonna go back to the well here with the guy we talked about a couple weeks ago, Van Jefferson for the Los Angeles Rams. Ben Jefferson, he's been the wide receiver 11, 11 since week 12, 6.7 targets per game during that span. When Robert Woods went down, not only did OBJ step in and step up, but also Van Jefferson did as well. And he said TD in all three of those games, so we know the upside is there. Um, Seattle this week, I am a, you know, Seattle hasn't been a little stingier against the wide receivers as of late. But Brandon Cook still had a big game against him last week. He's very fantasy serviceable. And Brandon Ayuk and Terry McLaurin the weeks before had a good floor. So I think with that safe floor that Van Jefferson is going to provide and that ceiling, 15, 17 PPR points, he's a wide receiver three for me, and I feel confident in him heading into this pivotal week 15 matchup. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. No, I, Maybe Bo. Bo probably will. Bo's disagreeable about everything. Yeah, insufferable. <laughs> Other than good burden. Other than good burden. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, true. Jen, lay it on me. Week 15, lineups are in your hands. What can you recommend for us if we need someone maybe even off the waiver wire play? So we have ex-Bronco Royce Freeman. Everyone, oh. hold your fire. Hold your fire for a second. Last week with Davis Mills stepping in and having oh. a hell of a game last week. I truly oh. expect Royce Freeman to start to shine. It's not pretty. Waiver wires are thin. He's probably still out there for the taking. I couldn't pull up ESPN numbers uh, this evening just before we came on the show. Um, he was 0% in sleeper. Now he's it's 2%. So somebody out there. Yeah. He's what? He's 99 plus percent available on ESPN. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I did think I saw something about half percent. That's That's right. Um, he's now 2% in sleeper. So I have other people on my same mind wavelength in the last hour who are picking him up. Um, he just, he looked great last week. He hasn't had a chance. I mean, I expected a lot from, from the trio there in Houston at the beginning of the season. I wrote about it in one of my first couple columns. I was excited about it. Philip Lindsay, I was excited. Only one of them and left. Yeah. Right. Nobody's left. Nobody's left. Uh, but he did have 15 rushing yards over 11 carries last week, 51 receiving yards, which I think is most important to think about um, when looking at Royce Freeman. Only six receptions, but he's a running back. So I don't know. Davis Mills had 331 passing yards and a touchdown. It's, it's got, it's got to turn around for him and the team. Like that whole team has been shaken up this year. And I, I think he's going to pick up the points. There was no David Johnson in week four. Right, COVID. If yep. David Johnson is back, are you less confident? Yes. Honestly. You, yes. Would you still start him if David Johnson is back or no? Mm, I, <laughs> I would only, only if I'm like playing him an underdog, cause yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to dart throw Royce Freeman. But again, the running back position is so thin with all these injuries and COVID and everything that it, I mean, it could be one of those things where it's like, 
out of nowhere, Royce Freeman advances me to the next <laughs> round of the playoffs. Like there are crazier things that have happened. Yeah, there are. It, Who did I pick are... up? Uh, Adrian Peterson. Did yeah, he was... go out on COVID this last week? I was like, yeah, I was trying no. to pick him up and play him. Over I have no though. one. Yeah. I have no one. And if I had had better Wi-Fi, maybe I would have looked at Royce Freeman. I think I would have. Yeah. I would have been like probably Royce would've. Freeman. I know Eddie him. Johnson's out. Yeah. I Jen, I commend you. You were very, you're very knowledgeable. You're very persuading. That being said, I will not trust an FNC <laughs> running back with my fantasy playoff. I like I get that. Like, I'll play DJ Dallas again. I don't care. I will, <laughs> I will do anything to avoid playing this team's running backs. Like, maybe Sexy Rexy. If I need a play, like, gun to the head, Sexy Rexy. But that's it. It's all painful. It's all painful. It's all painful. It all hurts. It all hurts. This is week oh. 15, baby. It all hurts. Yeah. It all yeah. hurts. Guys, I love the short thing, Sleepers of the Week. We have just a couple minutes left into today's podcast. Let's go ahead and round it out with our weekly advice. Weekly advice. Hi, guys. So I'm going to talk about something that I had a really interesting conversation with a fellow fantasy analyst the other day about and the new year's coming up and we actually had a tip about this in our recent between the holidays tip column that came out on the website a few weeks ago and that was about mike Tolonka, one of our analysts here at in between he said don't wait for the new year to make that to take that step take that next step whether it be in a relationship whether it be in a job whatever it is is there ever a good point that 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 you know that launch box that we're all looking for or do you kind of just have to send it I mean, for me, if you have to ask, you're already there. Jump, take the leap. People are, who are happy don't ask those questions. And I'm not sure you broke up a little bit there, and I don't know if that was just on my end, but in relation to the new year approaching and a tip from Mike Talenko about not letting a date dictate change, is there a good time for a specific launch box to know when to do something, when to take that step in a career or relationship? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you have those questions it's time yeah that's deep jen that's deep she's right and she this is something i have learned from her specifically because i always like i held myself back not just like doing it if you think it and you think it's going to be good for you then just do it don't ask is this the right time Cause I've wasted a lot of my life yeah. waiting for the right time. I almost didn't ask yeah. Jen out and then she asked me out. So there you go. <laughs> I love that. Kinda. I love that guys. For those of you, if I did apologize, a little bit of internet connections tonight, but we are talking about, is there ever a good launching point or a start date in life? Or do you kind of just have to send it? And Jen, I think you really articulated it well there and you know, I think so much in life, we're always looking for that, that, that perfect moment, that perfect time, whether it be a new year, whether it be summer, fall, whatever it is, you know, being a young professional, we're always waiting for that. And, you know, I've learned a lot lately that there isn't, and you kind of just have to, you know, we're always looking in our mind for some level of excuse, You you know, something, something to tell us, affirm what we feel in our heart. And that could take months, that could take years. I mean, Nate, two, two, you know, almost two years ago now, you DM me out of nowhere, you know, wanting to become a part of In Between Media when no one was a part of In Between Media. It was really just me here. And look where <laughs> we are today, man. Like, you know, like, like there was probably no launch box for you then. No, I was bored. And it's like, oh, this is something I've always wanted to do. Okay, let's go. Very out of character for me at the time. Yeah. Just do it. Some sometimes you just gotta do it. Like if yeah. the opportunity presents itself, just go. Yeah, guys, I, I love this advice. You know, I I think we talk a lot that, about you know pivoting and, and ready to adapt to any situation here at In Between Media. We're gonna continue to do that all season long. 
Um, I, I think in review tonight, you know, we talked a lot about a lot from playoffs to life to everything really in between. Um, I think it goes to show, you know, there's a couple couple situations here in the NFL that were hands off until the end of the year. There's a couple situations out there. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Royce Freeman, Van Jefferson. We, we might be on here this week. Play your studs. Don't get cute. Um, if you're looking for that, you know, something to tell you, now is the time to make that next step in your relationship, make that next step in your career, whatever it be, may be, just do it. Just do it. Guys, I love that. Thank you so much for being here with me, not just tonight, but this entire season. It's been an absolute roller coaster, but I won't want to ride it with anyone else. So thank you guys. No, thank you, man. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Good luck in round one. We'll be back for round two. Keep it in between until then, everyone. The in-between fantasy football podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is, is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. Do what you can to become a better person, to become a better human.